Good morning, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. Hope you are ready to just hear about the good things of God this morning, because that's what we're going to talk about. This morning, once again, I have my beautiful bride with me. Martha, thank you for being here once again. Oh, uh, thank you once again for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I'm so blessed. Uh, we get to truly live this life together. Uh, we are in ministry together, obviously as husband and wife, so we are with each other all the time, and I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, some people say might say, well, how can you stand being around each other all the time? Well, if you love love someone, you want to be around that person, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, so, and it's what we do, too. Yeah. You know, it's it's sharing Jesus with each other. With, I mean, we have to be Jesus to each other, but to others too. And it's just, it's just neat when you got when God is number one in your life. Yeah, you know, individually in your life, then you can come together as husband and wife and walk with Him and do what He want, calls you to do. Uh, we thank God for that, and we thank God for you listening this morning. We thank God for the Joy FM giving us this opportunity. We thank God for Weed Man. Yes. The ones who <laughs> who donate so we can be on the air. Thank you, Grant and Kyle. Y'all are just such a, a blessing. Uh, to us, and we appreciate you and love yes. you. We're going to talk about, as we did last week, we talked about uh, some of the things we that God is doing and really focused on salvation, those being saved and baptized, and we talked about his provision last week, and so we'll, we'll talk about whatever the Holy Spirit wants us to talk about today. I believe we'll get into some discipleship today, and yes. that's obviously a command from Jesus, and it's also a lifestyle. And I just can't talk enough about go and make disciples. So we'll talk about that today as well. But before we do, Martha, would you open us up in prayer? Yes, Lord, again, we just love you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have given us, Father. And Lord, I just uh, ask that our words uh, be pleasing to you. May we glorify you in everything that is said, Father. And um, and just point people toward you and your awesomeness and what you're doing in and through our lives, Lord, for your glory and your honor, Lord. Just submit ourselves to you. You have your will in your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. One thing that we have been about and that I've preached about and taught about for many years is the Great Commission. And the Lord Jesus Christ gives us that Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, where he says, All power and authority has been given unto me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. And I am with you always to the end of the age. And oh, how I love that promise that he is with us always. He tells us throughout his word that he is with us. You know, we go back to the Old Testament. God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And we read that in the Old Testament. We get into the New Testament. And Jesus tells us, I am with you always to the end of the age. And then in Mark chapter 16, we read another version of the Great Commission too. And at the end of it, it says that the disciples obeyed him. Verse 20 says, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the message by accompanying signs. So Jesus had already ascended to heaven. But it says there, the Lord worked with them because he is with us always to the end of the age. And I just love that promise. Yes, that is a beautiful scripture. But also, I mean, I think the very beginning chapter, I mean, uh, verse 18 of chapter 28 of Matthew, and then also the 20, 18 says, all authority has been given unto me. And then he commissions us to go. And then at the end, it says, I am with you always. So to me, I mean, the whole thing is great. It was beautiful. But not only is, is he with us always, 
But he is with us. And so he has all authority. So guess what? We have his authority right. with us. And so we have the strength to do what we need to do, the power to do what we need to do, because he is with us. And that's also a, a very important part of wi- about witnessing and knowing about, you know, sharing Jesus is that uh, he is with us. It's not about, oh, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I can't do this. Yes, you can. If you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, you have Jesus within you. He, the Holy Spirit, is within you to share, to do things. So it's just about being willing. Say, Lord, I don't, I've never done this before, but I'm going to step forward and do this because you are with me. You have given me the authority because you are in me, so I have the authority to do this. So, God, you speak to these people. You share through me to these people what you want to share. You know, so it's his authority. It's not so much about us. We just have to be willing. That's the part of us, really. We have to be willing to go and to teach and to make disciples of all nations and then baptize them in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, it's it's his authority that we're doing this. Because on our own, just a mess. (laughs) But with him, there's awesomeness because he is awesome. And we have the authority and the power to do that. I mean, the whole scripture is beautiful. But then, you know, like I said, I'm with you always. It's knowing that it's not just about us. Well, Martha, I feel so insufficient. I've never done this before. Well, that's okay. God is with you. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. In his strength, in his power, you can do these things because it is through his strength and his power and his authority that we do this. And that's why he tells us to. I mean, he's effective. He's God. He knows how to do things. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, we just got to submit to him and be obedient. That's the key word right there, obedient. Uh, you can read from Genesis to Revelation and obedience. Everything hinges on obedience. If Abraham had not been obedient to God when God commissioned him, basically, and he was the first, first missionary yeah. God sent out, and he told him to to go to some place. He said, but basically God's saying, I'm, I want you to leave your family, your land, everything you know, and I want you to go. And when you get to where I want you to be at, I'll tell you. So Abraham had, well, he was Abram at that time. He had no idea where he was going, but he knew that God was sending him. So he said, okay, I will go. And and he went. And, and how old was he then? He was 75 years old 75 at that time. years old, leaving his, what he all knew all of his life, stepping out in obedience to God. Yeah. And look what God did. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what age you are, whether you're 7, 17, 27, or 75, or That's 95 right. for Pete's sake, you know? If God's called you, he's with you. And so obedience is key. So he commands us to go and make disciples because when you look at Matthew 28, that's the direct command. Right is to make disciples and the baptizing, the going and the baptizing and the teaching is all ways that we make disciples. Right. And so those are part of the disciple-making process. But the command is to make disciples. If we're being command, then we need to be... Making disciples. Yeah. We, <laughs> I mean, we need to be obedient to obedient, him. Obedient, yeah. And, and make disciples. And he also gives us another awesome promise in Acts 1.8. Just before he ascends to heaven, he has died. He has risen from the dead. He has shown himself to his disciples and, and many others, and he's done more teaching. And so he is about to go to heaven. He says, it's best that I go. 
and obviously at that time the disciples were probably thinking, well, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> we need you here, man. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. Lord, we need you right here with us. But the Lord said, I need to go to send the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. That's how he lives in all of us right. because the Spirit is not bound geographically. The Spirit of God is everywhere. everywhere. Right. And so Jesus knew that. And so right before he ascended, he told his disciples, he said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He didn't say, hey, you may receive power. He said, you will receive power. Exactly. He didn't say, well, you can be my witnesses if it's convenient or if you want to. No, he said, you will (laughs) be my witness even to the end of the earth. Uh, The other side of the earth for us is is where we've been many times over in Asia, Mm -hmm. and he is with us. And that command or that promise is for all believers right. because if you believe in Jesus, then he comes in you, right? Right. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit of God, the major reason for being filled with the Spirit is to be a witness. Empowers us. Yes. 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 And I like to remind people what that word witness means because in the Greek, the word witness means to die for one's faith. And that was very, very common at that time. And it's very common in other parts of the world that even in the face of the persecution, even in the face of death, for your, they're going to kill you because of your faith. He gives you the power to stand firm and say, I'm not going to waver. Right. You kill me, but I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to deny Christ. He gives us that kind of power to do that. And we see that happen all over the world today. People happen. Nigeria is just a really, really horrible place for believers and many other countries around this world. But we read and we hear about the persecution that takes place, but they're able to stand firm because the Holy Spirit empowers them. So we are without excuse on witnessing for Jesus. Exactly. Because we have the power, right? The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives right. in us. Yes, as long as we have him in us, and when we receive him into us, receive him as our Lord and Savior, um, we have that power because, again, he is with us. Yeah. You know? yeah. We can do all things. And so as we mentioned, we have to be obedient to God in all things. We are so blessed to have his word. Yes, we are. We get to read his word, get to know him better through his word. He speaks to us through his word, and we see how we're to live this life through his word. There's many parts of, the, of this world where people don't have the Bible. Because right. one, it's, it's illegal to have. Two, people just don't have the money to purchase a Bible. In many of those places, they're not available anyway. So it's important to get the word of God to people so they can have it. But we're so blessed because we, we have the actual Bibles with us. Many Bibles, actually. In every, just about every home around here, you'll see more than one copy of a Bible. You know, yeah. Electronically and everything else. You know, we're also blessed that we can freely share here. Right. Without, well, right now anyway, without fear of much, much persecution anyway. You know, we don't have bullets buzzing over our head. It's like <laughs> we're talking about, you know, Jim and Keitha and other people that have, you know, they're in different countries where it's not very peaceful there. Keep it that yeah, way. We're going to have Jim in the studio hopefully next week and, and get him to share some of that, too. Yeah, to share. You know, like I said, we can walk out the door and, and share with the neighbor going down or the person going down the street freely without worrying about, you know, having, a like I said, a bullet buzzing over our head or a bomb exploding down the way or not worrying about much of anything here, at least right now. So, like I said, we have no excuse not to share those of us that have Jesus in our hearts then we are to share him, and yeah. we're supposed to be obedient to him, regardless of the situation, though. But we're just blessed. And share the gospel through our actions as well as our words. Our words, yes. 
Well, here at Love and Action, this year we've started the School of Discipleship, the Love and Action School of Discipleship. We've always taught, well, for many years we have taught discipleship. I can't say always because, you know, right at the beginning we were just, we really didn't know what we were doing. But right. <laughs> we are just being obedient to God, <laughs> and, God. and going out. But oh. for many, many years we have been teaching discipleship. And Lord laid it on our hearts this year to start the Love and Action School of Discipleship. The school is for anybody. Anybody who wants discipling, it's open. And, and right now, pretty much all of our students, if you will, mm-hmm. are people who have been believers for a while. Right. I just haven't gone through discipleship There's in different churches around. So yeah, it's not just for the homeless or those that we minister to. It's for anybody. And the Lord's really blessed us with the wonderful suite here at Love and Action. Mm-hmm. We just recently remodeled it and we just thank God for that. And that's where the studio that we record Sunday morning of Love and Action is at. Mm-hmm. We have this opportunity to make disciples. And again, it's not just about a classroom, though. That's why you'll, you'll hear in a second about that. But it gives people an opportunity to earn a non-accredited certificate and degree in discipleship. We're not pretending to be a college or a university or even trying to be a college or university, but we are focusing on discipleship and present those who go through the, the curriculum that's needed for a certificate with the certificate of discipleship and also then a degree, and we'll explain that as we go through today. But uh, so far, Martha, but before we get into what all is involved with that school, this year has been a pretty incredible year, is not it, making disciples? Yes. Yes, it has. We have taught people already. Yeah. And like I said, and one of those we have already taught is going to be teaching this round. Yes, I'm stoked about of, that. Of, you know, of the disciples. Yes. You know, that's because of what is, that's what it's about. We're teaching others to teach others, not to say, okay, I got, I, I've been through this course. <laughs> Yay. No, it is, no, okay, I have this. Now I am armed with the word. Right. So now I'm going to share others and I'm going to arm them with the word. And how to teach and how to, you know, I mean, that's what we're supposed to be. I mean, like, like we had discussed in the last session, teach others. Go and make disciples of all nations. Like I said, we're supposed to be teaching. That's God's word. But if people don't know the word, how are they going to teach it? How are they going to tell others when they don't know themselves? It's a scripture it's in Romans ten fourteen. It says, how will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him who they have never heard of? And how are we to hear without someone preaching? So we need to equip each other, equip ourselves and equip each other to share the word. Because if they don't know how to share it, they're not going to share. If they don't know what to do or how to rightly divide, so to speak, God's word, they've never been shown. How are they going to share it to others and teach it to others if we don't show them, don't teach them? Evangelism isn't just inviting somebody to church, right? Uh, which is good to do. Oh, yeah, uh, I encourage thing, right. you, invite people to your church. That's a wonderful thing to do. It gets them an opportunity to be a part of, of worship, to, to hear uh, the, the Word of God preached. But we have to share the gospel. We have to know how to share the gospel with others and also make disciples. You know, Jesus didn't say just you know, for pastors and staff members to make disciples. He, he wants us all to, to be part of his process. The truth of the matter is God doesn't need us because he's God. He can reach people however he wants to, but he's an awesome dad, oh, and he wants his children best. to be involved in his business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he wants us to be part of the process. And what we do here with the School of Discipleship is we have courses, and we'll, we'll talk about those, but they're designed to transform a believer into a Great Commission Christian. That's what we're called to be. It's a Great Commission Christian. And then once you finish the course, and actually as you're going through the courses, you can start teaching others. That's, a, that, that's an incredible thing about discipleship. You don't have to wait till you finish. 
you can start teaching right away. And discipleship takes, here comes the C word that so many people are afraid of, commitment. It takes commitment to go through these courses because it's not just over in one week, right? Oh, it's, it's many weeks. It, uh, you, you know, the awesome thing about teaching it is every time we teach it, we, we learn, learn more. We don't learn we? more, right. And we get more out of it what we didn't get. I like, oh, yeah, we see different things that we didn't yeah. see last, you know, the last time. Yeah, that's why uh, Jim Landley and I have, have spent a bunch of time recently uh, doing some rewrites and doing some edits to some of the curriculum that we have because it's a it's a living document. The, the Word of God is living, right? Yes, yes it is. Yeah. So it, it's been fun working with Jim on this. And um, like I said, hopefully we'll have Jim in next week to talk about a lot of stuff, <laughs> a lot of good <laughs> stuff. But it, it's been great ha- having them around. They're missionaries overseas, but they're here for the summer and we love having them with us. Yes, and it's uh, in our home. It's yes, in our home, blessing. and Jim and I sharing tea every night and uh, and talking. But before we go to bed, but uh, these courses are are wonderful. Let me go over them uh, real quick for you. The first course that we teach is called DM Squared. We did call it T for T Training for Trainers, and it's still based on that curriculum. But Jim has really rewritten it so much that to properly, uh, you know, we can't properly call it T for T because it's the same basis, but it's, it's different. The different stuff that, that Jim has added in there, which is awesome. And the DM squared, if you're like me and you're not a very good math person, you may say, man, what's that about? Well, DM squared stands for Disciples Making Disciple Makers. And that's what it's all about. And so we go through these six lessons. It takes longer than six weeks to go through them. We go through these six lessons, and it's just really an, an incredible uh course of study designed to take believers and train them in basic discipleship in order for them to be able to make disciples, to to train disciples, right? And so it's for new Christians, it's for mature Christians. Uh, Lynn, who's going to be teaching Teaching that course for us, she just went through it. Uh, She's a very mature Christian. Yes, she is. But but she's hungry for more. (laughs) And so uh, she went through it, her son went through it, and uh, she's ready to to teach a, a course for us here. And again, when you're teaching somebody the Word of God, it doesn't have to be in a setting like I'm talking about. I mean, we've taught it in coffee houses. You know, you can do it at your house, at somebody else's house, on, on a park bench, at your favorite restaurant, wh- wherever. Uh, this is just a, a setting that we have here that can get more people involved in the training process. And so that's what DM Squared does. And it's it's also a church planning movement, uh, which we're not looking to really plan a church, but overseas when we teach this. It's very powerful. We're planning churches. So we start out with DM squared, and then we move to the 50 commands of Christ. And Martha, would you like to elaborate some on the 50 commands of Christ? The 50 commands of Christ, he does teach us to do whatever he commands us to do. I mean, these are commands. They are not suggestions. They are commands. And so how are we to know what he commands to do unless we study them? And again, this is God's commands, not suggestions. So we have to study them and we have to apply them to our lives. Because again, this is God's word. We have to do it. And so again, how people know unless unless they're taught to do that. It is really neat when people, when you're teaching this, and they're like, you see the light bulb come on. Oh, I didn't realize this or that, you know, whatever that aspect about it. This is really neat. And they get hungry for the Word, and they start digging in to the God's Word and realizing things that are even us, you know, realizing, oh, we need to be doing this. Oh, I haven't been doing this. God, forgive me. Yeah, but it's just really neat, the 50 commands of God's Word. Um, like I said, how do you know unless you're taught? 
That's right. There's many commands, but you know we got to we got to learn learn yeah. them before we can actually do them. And as awesome. the word tells us, uh, his commands are not burdensome. Right. That's right. Uh, That's and they're right. not. Man, they're they're a joy actually. It, they are. And it we really even talk is. about that in, in there about commands. Like you get a command from a teacher, or if you're in the military, you get a command. Yeah. And you know all the different people get commands from, and why do you follow that? Well, these commands from Jesus, we follow because we love them. Right. Because, right. And they're good for us uh, to, to follow as well. And so, right. yeah, the fifty commands of Christ. Um, expanded that some with the revision, right. and Jim just finished editing that for us as well, and so uh, we're excited about that. Yeah. And we also teach Creation to Christ, C2C, Creation to Christ, which is a really cool method of sharing the gospel, sharing the good news that, that God has given us from creation, God created everything, to Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection. It's in a story format that you can share people with people. You share that within about 20 minutes. Yeah, 15, 20 one, minutes. One time in China, I, had sh- I shared it in about 10 minutes. In yes, you did. <laughs> in a classroom setting yeah, at a university. That's a cool story. It's really easy. If you know the word, then you know the, the scriptures, the stories, such as the feeding the 5,000. We use that one. We talk about the, the commandments and the sacrificial system. But so if you know the scriptures, just getting everything in order is really the main thing. If you don't know the scripture, well, we teach that to you. And by the time you finish sharing that story, somebody who's never heard the gospel has a good foundation to make a decision. And so, and, and we've seen that that happen, and people uh, give their lives to the Lord after sharing that. And and that's not just for overseas where people haven't heard the word. Right, it's right here. We had a, a sister of ours, Paula. She shared it right here on campus. Yeah. And someone gave their life to the Lord. So it's, yeah, that happened. Yeah. That happened a couple of times. But yeah. And and also, what's great, you can pull out different parts of that story yeah. as you're witnessing. It may not be in the right context to share the whole story. Maybe they know, you know, some of it. Right. Or you're just sharing another testimony of someone, and, and part of that story comes out of the creation of Christ. So it's, it's a very powerful evangelism tool to learn. Then we also want our students to serve because that's oh, yeah. part of making disciples. It's not just about a classroom setting or just about teaching the Word. It's about living out the Word. Right. And so people getting involved with our outreaches, get involved with what we do here on campus. That's a very powerful part. And when, when people finish all of that, that's when we present them a certificate of discipleship. And we've, we've already presented four. Yes. And we got two more coming up really, really soon. And they just have to go through the, the creation of Christ. And so we're excited about that. And then we've just started the first course in the, in the second half. People earn a degree in discipleship. We are very excited because it's the first time that we have taught Bible Doctrine by, by Wayne Gruden. This is his second edition. book just came out. It just in came April. out, yeah. So that's what we're teaching. That's a systematic theology. I don't let the word theology scare you, okay? Because you don't have to have a theological degree to understand a systematic theology. And so what we do is we take disciples through Mr. Gruden's book, Bible Doctrine. And through that, we cover the essentials of the faith. And we get a firm grasp of some seven key topics. And those topics are the doctrine of the Word of God, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of man, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of the application of redemption, the doctrine of the church, and the doctrine of the future. And so it's a phenomenal book. Again, you don't have to have a master's in theology or anything or a degree. In, ah, right. One of us do, but we're teaching it. Right. <laughs> It does some good digging down deep into the Word of God, right? And you will definitely learn. Yeah, it kind of helps you believe why you believe, you know, yeah. and it gets you some, like I said, deeper than just reading the surface stuff. Yeah, it's deeper. Yeah, 
takes you deeper in the Word of God. It's easy to understand. It's just it's packed with solid biblical answers to many important questions. questions. Yeah. Sometimes you get asked a question, you're like, um, I know there's an answer for it, but I just don't know it right now. Right. But uh, I'll get back with you. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay to do that. Please, yes, please do that. Somebody ask you a question, yeah. don't make it up. Yeah, don't make it up. Right, that's right. <laughs> Be in the Word of God first and then talk with somebody who may help you learn that. Sure. Right. After Bible doctrine, then we go into the seeker study. And this teaches, you know, it's people who they're seeking. They haven't said, look, I don't believe in God, never will believe in God, just totally deny him. But they also haven't given their lives to Christ either, but they're seeking. So this study teaches how to better reach those people and, and answer questions that they have right. and help them find what they're looking for. And then we get into apologetics, where we teach people how to say, I'm sorry. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the apologetics uh, is, of course, you know, teaches believers to intellectually defend, defend right. our faith against opposing beliefs. And you know, when when we get into conversations of people with other faith, uh, how to how to talk to them about it and right? know their perspectives of it. Yes. Why they believe? Why are they saying I believe this? Well, we can know why they're coming from and know how to address it from their angle. Right. To our, to, to direct them to Jesus yeah, yes. <laughs> from that angle that they're coming at. Yeah. That's right. And so right, right, rightly divide the word of truth as yes. we uh, talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and so there, there, there are several books we go through with that, including uh, Lee Strobel's The Case of Christ. Um, uh, that's been a popular apologetics book. You, you may have even read it. And uh, so we, we, we talk about that one. Uh, another one we talk about uh, is the kingdom of cults. Mm-hmm. And that's very important because we, we really learn what the other uh, religions, religions or, or, or non-beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, people don't believe in anything, right. and, uh, and how, to, uh, how to defend our faith um, against their questions, or and, you know, we're not talking about combative. You want to no, just not. be mean to somebody? No, we're, we're talking about how to properly defend our faith when somebody comes at us with a with a question from from their point of view, from their religion, right? And trying to say, well, see, I believe this, so why should I believe this? Well, why should I believe what you're believing? Right. And and, and so it's um, um there, there's several books we go through on that uh, in apologetics and. You know, as we go, we'll find other uh, teachings we want to to add, and I'm kind of thinking about a couple right now, but we haven't added them yet. But when when uh, someone makes it through all of that, that's when they've earned their degree. Yeah. But we don't give a diploma, do we? No, we don't. <laughs> we give a baton, mm-hmm. not not one that you twirl in a marching band. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you've seen relay races and track and field events, right? And if they if they if they drop that baton as they hand off, what happens? It they they lost, they failed. Yeah. The whole team is everybody it's done. lost. And done. unfortunately, we've seen the U.S. Olympic team do that too many times in the recent Olympics. But you know, if we if we drop that baton, we lose. Right. And so if we don't make disciples, who can make disciples? We we're dropping the baton. Yes, definitely. Right. So yeah. that, that that baton represents that. Okay, we have passed it on to you. Now you take that baton, and you run with it, and you pass it off to the next disciple. Right, and that's uh, I, I just find that very strong symbolic thing is to is to give somebody that baton, 
and and to say, okay, keep keep running. But now your job is to pass it off to somebody else. Yeah. Keep being obedient, really. It's an obedience baton. <laughs> yes. You've learned this. You've earned this. Now don't just let it stop. Because if you let it stop here, then it's just not you're not being obedient yeah. to what God has told you to do. You know, um, so pass it on to others. Yes, Amen. definitely. Well, I just looked at the clock and we are out of time. Wow, man, that went by fast, didn't it? Yes, I always it, tell people it goes yeah. by fast in here. It does, it's like a time warp or something. Yeah. I know we just boom, we're through. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna gonna end it right there. But we'll we'll have Martha back again, obviously, with us to talk some more uh, about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we just want you to know that Jesus loves you, yes. and He's got so much for you, and He wants to He wants to save you. He wants to be your Savior, your Lord, and just encourage you to give your life to him today. And if you are a believer, tell people about Jesus and be about being obedient to him and be a great commission Christian. If you want to learn more about Love in Action, you can visit our website at loveinactionministries.com. And may God bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.